Welcome back to the Bracketologist Podcast. I am your host, Ben Walnick. I am joined by my good friend, Scott Broswell. He is the executive director of the Mirage JCC in Orange County, California. Um, he moved far away from me. We used to we used to hang out in the good old days in central Texas, but uh, now we are across the country from each other. How's it going, Scott? It's going great. Really excited to be here. Uh, Texas forever, of course, but, you know, now in California, but, and you're in, you know, uh, Kansas city, but Texas forever. Yeah. We, we kind of decided, um, since we formed our bond in, uh, rural Texas, it made a lot of sense for us to do Friday night lights characters. Um, so if you didn't get the Texas forever line, this podcast probably isn't for you. Um, but we're going to break down, uh, the top 28 characters that were in the TV show, Friday night lights. The movie was good, but the TV obviously went deeper and gives us an opportunity to talk about a lot of different people. Um, we've eliminated, uh, a lot of characters. We kind of limited this to, you had to appear in at least 10 episodes. And then we even got a little choosy there towards the bottom of that pack. Cause there were a lot of characters over five seasons. Um, so we've got 28. That means our top four seeds will all get a bye. So we'll be starting with our number five matchup versus our number 28 matchup. Again, how the bracketologist works. Scott is here to argue his case on each matchup. Ultimately, I will make the decision on what advances, and we will try to find our character champion from Friday Night Lights. Scott, you ready to go? I am ready. Just one admission, admission that I'm uh, really upset about. Gracie Bell uh, did not make the bracket. I'm really, really disappointed about that. I think she could have made a long run, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go with who we have. I mean, she was a huge, huge plot point um, that really almost tore the Taylor family apart in season two and really um, tried to tear Julie Taylor really out of the family multiple times, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, so I'll go ahead and not talk about our top four seeds. They all get a bye. We'll talk about them in the Sweet 16. So let's get to our first matchup, which is our number five seed and um, the highest seed we have that only appeared in two seasons, Michael B. Jordan's Vince Howard versus our 28th seed, Santiago, who only appeared, I believe, in seven to ten episodes in season two. I don't think he met our threshold of how many episodes he needed to be in, but we had to trash on Santiago as the last seed in this bracket. Scott, um, I think we know Vince Howard is advancing here, so do you want to send off San Santiago with any thoughts? Yeah, you know, look, Santiago, what a what a Cinderella story to even make make it. Um, you know, he he had this great friendship with uh, Lila Garrity and worked for Buddy Garrity, uh, but we never really got any closure on Santiago. So, I, you know, a lot of these characters, I always figure out what the what, what are they doing now, and I'd really like a little follow up story on Santiago. But no, Vince Howard is, uh, uh, I think, you know, I think we both agree can can really make a run in this tournament, and he's. Uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan is an incredible actor. Yeah, um, he's definitely in the discussion for the best actor that appeared in the entire show and its run. Definitely the one that has probably had the best career moving forward. Um, there's a few arguments there, uh, but we don't need to talk about that much. I agree. Santiago, like, he was having this great comeback story. He was actually becoming a good defensive player, and then the writer strike ended. We went into season three, and he just disappeared off the face of the earth without mentioning him again. So, um, that's an easy move on for us. Uh, a lot of these first round matchups probably will be, especially when we have our number six seed, Tyra Collette, versus 27 seed, Mare Rodell. So, Mare Rodell, our 27 seed, versus our number six seed, Tyra Collette. What do you think? 
Well, you know, Mayor Rodell is a, is a, was a really interesting character. You know, we found out that, you know, she, uh, um, she, she went the other way, and that was, a, that was an interesting plot point for, for quite a while. Uh, but Tyra just has so much more development and uh, was just such a central part of the, the story for so long. You know, Mayor, Mayor Rodell kind of made brief appearances here or there, but really, really not much substance to, uh, to her, unfortunately. Yeah, they. I mean, they didn't really expand on that character much. A really, really heavy presence in the first season, and then we didn't really see much of her after that. Um, very political. I mean, was a politician, but very political. Uh, obviously, was always swinging for the football team. Um, didn't really care too much about education, it turned out. Um, which, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of that going on in politics in, uh, in general now. That's uh, true. All right, Tyra, easy move on. Uh, seven seed. We'll go to another one of these strong female leads, uh, Lila Garrity versus 26 seed Regina Howard, which is uh, Vince Howard's mom, who uh, obviously had some drug issues. Um, had a, had a nice little turnaround there in the last two seasons, um, but Lila is one of the few characters that actually appeared in all five seasons, and uh, especially in the first three, where she had a very heavy presence. Um, it's it's Lila by a mile, right? Yeah, it is, but it, I, I think this would this would be one of those matchups that was a little you know closer for a little while than 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 most people thought, and then Lila would obviously you know pull away. But you know, Regina Howard has had a great story. She was really a backbone for Vince, uh, but Lila Garrity again a lot of depth. Really showed a lot of growth throughout the the series, and that's one of the things I looked at and was very very authentic to. To the whole narrative behind small town football, uh, you, you got to have the cheerleader. Uh, we'll talk more about her, obviously, as we move on. But uh, Regina Howard was was a a solid character for, for the seasons that she was in. But I agree that uh, Lila, Lila moves on here. And I I don't think that Lila will make as deep of a run as maybe some would expect. I think she definitely had her flaws, and and we'll have the conversation. Did she really have that great of a character arc? Did she really change that much by the end? Uh, I think there's definitely um, some questions there. Uh, but uh, she'll have a really tough matchup in the next round, which we'll get to shortly. Now let's go to her dad, our number eight seed, Buddy Garrity, versus the man that pushed him out of the Dylan Panthers West there in the third season, uh, Joe McCoy, which was a great villain who... Um, Scott has referenced uh, recently on Twitter as someone that you would not want to run the NFL um, or the NCAA. What do we think about Buddy versus Joe? You know, Joe, Joe McCoy has a lot of Roger Goodell characteristics, I feel like. And, uh, you know, it's, it, he, is, he is what you mentioned. He is a perfect villain. Every time you, he gets on screen, he really makes your blood boil. Uh, while Buddy is, is a lovable uh, lovable misfit. I mean, if you look at him, he, he has a lot of failures throughout the the show. And then first and foremost, obviously, you know, extramarital affairs that ends his marriage and uh, struggles, obviously, with Lila and struggles with his other kids. But, you know, I think it's got to be Buddy. He's he's such a, a lovable character in, in so many ways. And he really embodies, uh, you know, the small town Texas car salesman turned uh, bar owner. He brought in Santiago. Um, he did not beat his children. 
Um, we got that scene out of Joe where he literally beat his child because he wasn't happy with his performance in a football game, um, which is very Texas, very, very, very rural Texas. Um, so very believable. Um, not so believable that they moved from Dallas to West Texas just for a coach. Um, I feel like probably would get more play uh, for recruiting purposes and colleges if they would have gone to a big school in a big city. Um, but, hey, it worked for the story pretty well. And uh, like you said, great villain with Joe McCoy, um, but doesn't deserve to advance because Buddy had a huge presence throughout the series and uh, arguably could have been a higher seed than that. I agree. And he, um, the other thing about Joe, one last thing about Joe is, is what happens to him? I mean, what what happens to Joe? What happens to J.D.? Um, they just kind of leave, I believe, with what what with what would have been JD's junior season. He's no longer on the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Joe's no longer there. What happened to him? Uh, th- that's an uh, unanswerable question. It's uh, <laughs> who knows. Probably some sort of they had already hired an agent, and there was an NCA violation that got handed down to you know the the high schools and and never played football again. And he's a drug addict living on the street. So um, that's probably what happened. I'm just speculation uh nine seed jason street versus our 24 seed coach mac mcgill um the offensive coordinator that that helped him but uh didn't help him as much as coach um some people might say jason street a little bit too lowly ranked but he definitely had a heavy presence in the first two seasons tailed off there and kind of got weird when now he's trying to be a sports agent and um i i feel like they just didn't know really what to do with that character um, definitely strong enough, I feel like, to win this matchup because Coach Mac McGill is a racist. Um, that was a huge point in the first season that he was saying, I'm not a racist, but he totally is a racist. Um, would fit in well with today's culture. Uh, Jason Street, on the other hand, um, really, really strong character arc in the first two seasons. Um, definitely some weird points starting season two and moving on from there. Um, but it's a pretty beloved character, I would say, with the show. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's no question that it's Jason Street moving on. And you're you're 100 percent right, Ben. The the character arc in the first two seasons was as strong as maybe, you know, anybody. And then it, it did get weird. I mean, starting with the the dinner with the, uh, you know, the girl about you know talking about peeing and stuff like that. It just was a very weird, very weird character arc after that. And uh, while you, you've got some good moments when he went to New York, him and Tim, Tim's relationship was really special. Starting in the first season, obviously they're the ones who coined the phrase "Texas Forever" in the in the first first episode, I believe, in the first season. And uh, but you know, there, there's not a question. I feel bad for Mac. A guy had a heart attack, still was able to come back and, and coach during the playoffs. That's that's um, that's some loyalty. Uh, but you're right. He he was a racist and didn't get fired for it, which you know may have shown the the times. Uh, obviously nowadays that would be very different, but. Uh, you know, just showed was loyal to uh, to Coach Taylor, and uh, you know, I feel bad for him, but it's Jason Street for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, you know, there's a chance he he makes a, a relatively deep run, so we'll we'll see how that next round goes for him. Our ten seed Landry Clark, which honestly, this was a struggle for me. I feel like Landry is hit and miss with a lot of people in this show, and he could have been a top five seed for some people, as he was. Very important, really, in all five seasons. Um, versus our 23 seed, Becky Sproles, who was a character that showed up a lot in the last two seasons. But frankly, if it was just up to me personally, 
I probably would have her even lower than the 23 seed. I was just kind of annoyed by that character. Very, I didn't like the whole beauty pageant angle and how into that she was. I also felt like, you know, she definitely was put into a rough position with the whole Luke um, arc uh, where, you know, she's arguing of whether or not she should have an abortion. It was uh, definitely a more serious turn in the show, which the show... Fun a lot of the time, but, you know, like probably 50, 60% of the time got pretty serious. Um, that was definitely towards the far spectrum on that. Um, it, it's, I don't think we need to talk too much about this one. I mean, I, Landry is one of the one of the cornerstones of the show in the end, which he really isn't in the first season. Yeah, it's, it's a, he really shows incredible arc and incredible depth as the, as the, the series goes on. You know, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about season two, Landry. Uh, later, mm, but mm. Uh, you know, Becky, Becky, that's a tough matchup for her in the first round. I think there are some, probably some characters that she would have, uh, she would have moved on past, but no question with Landry. And and I agree with you, you know, the show went there uh, on a lot of different issues and she was the one with the, you know, the uh, abortion scene, which obviously, the, excuse me, the abortion plot line, which eventually leads to, you know, Tammy Taylor being, being fired as, as the principal at West Dillon. So there, she is intertwined quite a bit, but really not a lot of uh, depth there. Yeah, um, it was, it was, it got real there for a while. Um, <laughs> let's go with Landry on that one. Um, let's move on to our 11 seed, Grandma Saracen versus Mama Colette, Angela Colette. So Tyra's mom. Um, I it, look, Grandma Saracen is beloved. I love Grandma Saracen. Uh, she had her issues, um, but that wasn't her fault. And uh, she knew her football, and she cared about her quarterback. And uh, Grandma Saracen forever. Texas forever. Come on. It's Grandma Saracen forever. Grandma Saracen. Uh, she's, winning this, she's winning this bracket, this whole thing. Um, no, probably not. But uh, I, I, I like her in this matchup. What do you think? I, I agree. She she Look, she's a lovable character. Her and... Uh, some of the, the, the best was her, you know, in her uh, Landry scenes at the very beginning and uh, and then her and Coach Taylor, you know, they, they had a special relationship as well that that may not get talked about enough. Uh, you know, look, Angela Collette, she showed a little bit of, of growth, uh, obviously, you know, uh, she, you know, being being the, the mistress to Buddy Garrity, uh, not so great, but you know, she, she really did come around and provided a lot of support to Tyra and then uh, later, obviously, Mindy and and uh, and Billy and the, and and their kids. So, you know, the, she she was a nice character, but it, it's Grandma Saracen, I think, by a mile. Yeah, talk about um, people that like fell and hurt themselves. As both of these characters at different times in the show fell and got hurt, um, one due to medical conditions and one due to an addiction. Um, so, it, it's like Grandma's a more fun character we enjoyed being around her i think she had a special relationship with her quarterback who is one of our top four seats so we'll go with uh grandma saracen there let's jump over to our 12 seed smash williams which some people will be mad he's not in the top 10 versus our 21 seed jd mccoy um, another villain who didn't start as a villain but then really just became an asshole um no one liked him towards the end of season three and especially season four I mean, boy, did he throw a tantrum in the championship game in season three. Um, just like, this is like the Ryan Leaf of high school quarterbacks. Um, just want no part of that. Whereas we also have a head case, Smash Williams. Um, the reason I have him so low, and this is, you know, probably up for debate, 
the steroids um, whole plot, and then also his girlfriend that like went back into her drug ad- addiction. It was just stuff that I didn't really want to spend time with, and I would have rather been spending time with other characters. I liked his recruiting storyline, um, and I, you know, he's a really talented football player, um, and I do think he deserves to win this matchup. I just don't see him making a very deep run. Yeah, he's look. He he goes to A and M and walks on there. So congratulations to him. And he he has these. uh, Congrats um, on being an Aggie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, fun in College Station. Uh, uh, Just just disclosure. I'm a I'm a Longhorn, and of course Ben, you're you're a Sooner. So getting us to agree on on our hate for the Aggies. That's that's what brings us together. My my producer is throwing up his hook'em horns because he also went to Texas. You guys definitely didn't overlap because he's a baby, but yes. Beautiful. Well, you look, Smash Smash's gonna gonna have a much tough time a tougher time down down later in the bracket, but you know, I think that he moves on here. Um look, I think he's he he has some dynamic pieces to him and uh, the the steroid storyline uh was was a really interesting one i thought and it really showed you know i think some weakness in in coach taylor which we'll talk about later but um you know i think he moves on here yeah for sure um i don't see him moving on in the next round but we'll get to that in a minute let's uh we'll try to speed this up a little bit because these first round matchups now are starting to get into ones that really have no chance of making our final four i think um 13 seed luke cafferty uh versus our 20 seed mindy collette um you know, this one actually could go either way for me. I've got, you know, seven seeds between them on this, but I think this is a very close matchup. Luke was really talented. He was obviously involved in the Becky Sproles arc that was very serious. He was a lot of fun because of his talent and his bonding with the Lions um, and kind of taking over his quarterback and fighting through that injury, but not disclosing that injury to the coaching staff, probably not great. Whereas Mindy Collette was someone that I didn't really want to spend any time with early on, but had a really nice arc towards the end in her care for Becky um, and also uh, just kind of helping Billy Riggins in running that family um, and her relationship with uh, Billy and Tim. So I'll kind of leave this one up to you. I like I like both of these characters, and in the end, um, I could see either one advancing. You know, I think that Luke Cafferty may be ranked a little too high, and Mindy may be ranked a little too low, and that's where we're getting this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the case for the stripper with the heart of gold. I mean, you you love that storyline, and Mindy definitely is that. Uh, she is she has this beautiful scene, obviously, with Becky, where she becomes Mama Bear to her, and that that's that was really I think you know really a shining moment in her. Um, she supports her husband who, uh, you know, is kind of an idiot and, uh, and loves her family, both her sister and her mom. And I think she's a great, she's a great character. And I, I, I would give her the, give her the nod over Luke Cafferty, who, uh, again, has some nice moments, but you're right. Disclose, you know, doesn't disclose his injury to the coach. Um, basically quits football at the end, which, you know, I think that that, it was probably a good move for him, but I think, I think it's, I think it's Mindy here. Yeah, I mean, look, the bracketologist is not going to be perfect. Uh, I don't want everything to be chalk. I think I've done a good job so far, but uh, this one was a, is a close matchup. So I'm good with Mindy advancing there. Let's go to our 14 seed controversial. Julie Taylor, the 14 seed, versus 19 seed Dallas Tinker. If you don't remember Tinker in the final two seasons, big, big guy. I believe he was an offensive lineman. Might have been a defensive lineman, um, but he was big. 
Um, and he was funny. I liked him. Um, probably too high at 19 seed just because of how little he was actually in the show and didn't really have a huge character arc. We didn't really ever dive deep with Tinker, but I loved when he came and helped Luke out on the farm because he was trying to help out his teammate. He was definitely a great teammate on the Lions, maybe the best of all of the teammates. Whereas Julie Taylor, I have her as our 14 seed. If you look up on IMDb, there's only three characters that are quoted to be in every single episode. I'm not sure if this is actually true, but um, it's Coach, Mrs. Coach, and Julie Taylor. The first two that I just mentioned are in our top four seeds. Julie Taylor is decidedly not. The reason for that is, man, her character is annoying to make some terrible decisions that I just can't support. Um, so what uh, What do you think here? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I, I agree that you know I, I, I definitely understand the reason why Julie Taylor is ranked so low, but is she terrible? Because she's a terrible character. She makes terrible decisions after terrible decision. However, is that the point? Is she supposed to be the absolute worst of a teenage daughter growing up in a small town, Texas, and giving her mom hell? And again, I think she goes overboard with, with the amount of decisions that she makes that are just, again, like I said, awful. But I could see her advancing here over somebody like Tinker, who, again, we, we didn't get a lot into their story. We know a lot more about Julie. She has some nice moments uh, in the series. Again, mostly not not great, but I would give her the nod here, and, and I don't think she's she's making it past the next round, but I, I would give her the nod just, just based on the fact that she's in every single episode. Um, my defense for Tinker in this is that he did not sleep with – a TA that was married. Um, not a good look for a our solid, girl, Julie solid Taylor. Argument. And you can also say that he is a, he, he took uh, Luke Cafferty's pig, got second place in a uh, competition. That That's a, a that's a strong statement, a strong pig. resume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll go with Julie. Uh, like you said, she appeared in probably 65 more episodes than Tinker. So, um, she will not have a deep run looking at what her next matchup is, which will be a surprise to the listeners. Um, let's get to, we have two more matchups in the first round. We have Smash's mom, Mrs. Williams, versus our 18 seed. She's the 15 seed versus our 18 seed, Herc, which is uh, Jason Street's buddy um, playing wheelchair basketball or wheelchair football, whatever. Uh, what's the name rugby, of the sport? I believe. Rugby, isn't it wheelchair is rugby? It? Is that it? Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I look these are probably these characters are in similar amounts of time um I like Mrs. Williams here because I feel like she's really strong and was a great role model and really pushed smash in the right direction and ended up having a great you know butted heads with coach sometimes in the recruiting process and how he was handling stuff like steroids but she was almost always in the right um and kind of put coach in his place sometimes which was pretty rare in the show other than Mrs. Coach. Um, Herc was great and was great for Jason and helped point him in a direction that could give him some guidance in obviously the toughest time of his life. I just, these are close. It's the 15 versus the 18. I'll, I'll lean towards uh, Smash's mom. What do you got? Yeah, I think I think it's Smash's mom here. I think she's a, she's a positive influence on Smash. She obviously is responsible for letting Mrs. Mrs. Coach know that uh, she's pregnant. 
uh, at the because she comes to her at the clinic, and uh, it's again in 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 a lot of really good scenes with both her son and and her other children. Uh, Herc, you're right that he he gives some direction to Jason at the beginning that he needs, but I would actually say he's not a great influence on Jason in the later uh, seasons. You know, with with how messy their apartment is and um, you know, doing doing just a number of, of 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 questionable decisions with with Jason. So I would say that overall, you know, obviously, uh, Smash's mom is a much better influence and better uh, better for the show than than Herc. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. All right, last matchup in our first round, opening round, is our 16 seed Billy Riggins versus our 17 seed Jess Merriweather. If you don't remember. Jess was Vince Howard's girlfriend and also ended up being um, sort of an assistant coach, sort of an equipment manager, but then by the end of the show gets a job as an assistant coach in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, Billy Riggins had his flaws, like letting his brother take the blame and go to jail for him, um, and just in general making some terrible decisions and being an idiot. Um, You know, basically pushed Tim Riggins out of the house by sleeping with the next door neighbor after Tim slept with the next door neighbor, and that wasn't going to go well. Um, Billy is definitely plays a larger role as he's in all the seasons. Um, Jess, maybe a better character though. What do you got? You know, I think you could make you could make an argument either way here. Uh, Billy Riggins is uh, very flawed and uh, really has a lot of bonehead decisions that he makes. Uh, I think he is a you know a good father. I think that you know it matures him a bit. Obviously, when he has the kid, although he gets in trouble with the the chop shop. But again, you, you got to remember he also we know that has uh, prior to this as a criminal record steals the copper wire. Uh, and Jess is a, is a positive influence on Vince on the Panthers. I mean, Coach Taylor bringing her into a locker room was uh, pretty unconventional at that time. And it leads to her, like you said, becoming an assistant coach in, in, in Dallas where she moves to, she's raising her brothers. I think it's, you know, I, I think, I think I'm leaning toward Jess here. She, she was a better character and a, and a really, um, I think the fun storyline of, of the you know, female trainer turned assistant coach, she knew her, she knew her football. That was for sure. I mean, she, and if you remember, she is actually telling Billy what to look for uh, with with Tinker uh, in one of the, the scenes where, where Tinker is re- reacting to the snap count instead of the ball. And she points it out to Billy, who then brings it up to coach and they, they get it corrected. So just from that, that scene alone, I would I would I would lean Jess. Yeah, I I I like that. I, I think Billy's probably a more fun character, but definitely a more flawed character. Jess is one of those characters that usually was right. Was I, I can't really think of an instance where she was the one in the wrong. Tried to put Vince in his place and help him out a few times. Um, definitely tried to help out. And she had a huge burden on her shoulders with her family because her dad is off you know, doing barbecue franchises. Um, yeah, so I like that. Um, just a tiny little minor upset there. And we didn't have many in the first round. So we are down to our sweet 16, and let's recap where we're at. So our number one overall seed, which uh, could be controversial, is Mrs. Coach versus our 17 seed, Jess Merriweather. Our number two overall seed is Coach Taylor versus our 15 seed, Miss Williams. Our number three seed, Tim Riggins versus Julie Taylor. Four seed, Matt Saracen versus Mindy Collette. Our five seed, Vince Howard versus our 12 seed, Smash Williams. 
Six seed Tyra Collette versus 11 seed Grandma Saracen. Our seven seed Lila Garrity versus our 10 seed Landry Clark. And our eight seed Buddy Garrity versus our nine seed Jason Street. So uh, just hearing those names, most of those feel like the core of this show. Um, let's jump into it with our number one overall seed, Mrs. Coach versus Jess Merriweather. Um, this this is not a contest. <laughs> no, this this is a, this is a blowout. But uh, and we'll talk a lot more about Mrs. Coach, and she's going to have some tougher matchups. Uh, good run, Jess Merriweather, to get through the first round. But uh, no, this is this is Miss Coach. This is uh that that was that was a true like one versus sixteen matchup in the tournament. Um it yeah. it was maybe close in the first ten minutes of the game, and then it was not. Uh all right, our two overall seed, Coach Taylor, the probably what you could argue the main character of the show, versus our fifteen seed, Mrs. Williams. As we said in the previous matchup, some of the best moments was these two characters actually speaking to each other um and butting heads about Smash. Um but that's about as, as much as we can say in this matchup because this is also a blowout, which I believe we will probably say about all of these top four seeds. They all got a buy for a reason. Um, any last words for Mrs. Williams? No, I think she – look, she was – we talked about her being on the right side of all the things and especially the steroids. Coach Taylor was not, and she was. Mm-hmm. You know, She was definitely on the right side of, of it, and uh, salute her for that, but no, that, that's about it. All right. Texas Forever, our number three seed, Timmy Riggins versus uh, Julie Taylor. Um, the One of the three characters that showed up the most in the show is losing here in the Sweet 16 because this is um, just as about a, about as big of a blowout as you can have um, between a three seed versus a 14 seed. Because, uh, like we said, Julie, um, you know, pretty easy victory against Tinker just because of how little he was in the show. Um, Tim was very involved except for minorly involved in the last season. Um, because he was in prison, um, not because of his fault, although he wasn't completely um, without fault. He was helping Billy with that. Uh, he just didn't know it was 100% illegal. So, uh, Tim over Julie, um, any closing words for Julie Taylor? Any plot point other than sleeping with her TA who is married that you would like to point out here? Uh, yeah, she she comes around to the idea of you know the, the Gracie Bell situation, Showing my love again oh, Gracie. for Gracie, um, but uh, you know she she the fact that it took her a while uh, just shows you know that she was a complicated character. But you have two characters here who show the absolute opposite, in my opinion. Where Tim has tremendous growth, tremendous ups and downs, and and really really high highs and really low lows. And for Julie, it's mostly just really low lows. So uh, goodbye, Julie Taylor. I'm sorry to say I'm not going to miss you. Yeah, and uh, look, it's it's probably tough when you're 15 years old and you find out your parents are having another kid and you're going to have a sibling. They're going to be 15 years older then. I don't know how that feels. Um, but it shouldn't take you two years to figure out that that's okay. And uh, look, she had a great relationship with Matt for the most part. Um, a lot of that that relationship was definitely her highest moments, helping out with Grandma Saracen and and helping Matt through some tough times um, when he loses his father. He's also getting demoted on the football team. Um, you know, a lot of high school angst there. But uh, look, Tim, Tim's going to make a deep run. Tim is uh, one of the best characters in TV, let alone this show. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. Let's get to our number four seed, 
Matty Saracen versus Mindy Collette. Once again, not much needs to be said here yet. We'll talk more about Saracen in a little bit. Um, closing words for the stripper with the heart of gold. You know, she she just she she had a great great upset in the first round. Really, uh, really a solid character all the way through. Um, it, you know, it, again, she's by the way, she's another character that's usually on the right side of everything, even though uh, she's a stripper. But just shows that that again, that stripper with a heart of gold. Love to root for her and uh, uh, great great run. We prefer the term exotic dancer here uh. in the Bracketologist <laughs> Studios. Um, okay, here's uh, maybe maybe we're getting into tougher matchups. I don't I don't think so on this. This is our five seed Vince Howard versus our twelve seed Smash Williams. Um, both of these characters mainly were focused on two seasons: Smash season one, season two. He did dabble in season three, where Vince was only in season four and season five. But I will say that. Vince was basically, other than Coach and Mrs. Coach, probably the heart of the show in those final two seasons and had a great character arc. Um, we can get into it when we get to, I think, our quarterback battle in the next round, which I think we'll have, um, that was he the best leader? Was he the best you know, quarterback? Um, I think by the end he was, but there was definitely some rough patches there and some influence from his father who did not make this bracket um, and maybe should have been in there towards the the back end of the pack. What do you think about Vince for Smash? Well, I think it's I, I think it's it's really an interesting matchup. But uh, ultimately, who, who's the better leader? And and while Smash kind of developed into that leader, I think Vince Howard was was the natural leader. You could say maybe because he's at the quarterback. But his progression from you know basically jumping out of a cop car the first time Coach Taylor meets him to star quarterback and state champion, I think was a really great character arc. Michael B. Jordan, an incredible actor. And uh, look, Smash Smash made a lot more, I would say a lot more questionable decisions than Vince Howard, even though Vince Howard was the former criminal. Um, you know, look, Vince Vince decided not to get in that car and, and to, to go get revenge on his friend. Uh, he made a lot of decisions that were, were really smart decisions. And Smash, you know, look, without Coach, he probably would have quit football after his injury. So I think you, you got to give it to Vince Howard. Yep, I agree. Um, that may be controversial that at least that Smash didn't make the Elite Eight, but he ran up against Vince, who is uh, one of the strongest characters in the show, even though he had a shorter run. Um, Tyra, our sixth seed, versus our 11 seed, Grandma Saracen. Love me some Grandma Saracen, but you could argue out of everyone – that Tyra had the biggest arc on the show as far as now. I know she barely showed up in season five, um, but in the first four seasons, which also a little bit confusing that um, I, it was not really represented that she was a freshman in season one. We can get into the um, everyone that was friends with everyone. It's like you've got Jason Street, who's a senior, who's like really close friends with um, and dating Lila, who is a freshman or sophomore, and then which is not completely abnormal but it was just like they were picking and choosing who they wanted to stay in high school um and like their age in season one didn't really matter at all but throwing that aside tyra starting in season one was not a very good person was not in a great relationship with tim and had her priorities all wrong um drank a lot and was more focused on throwing parties with billy riggins and making money 
um, than anything else to the end where she was very, very focused on her education, being a good person, making the right decision and going to college. Um, I think, I think this is Tyra by a mile. Um, and I actually think the next round matchup is going to be really, really difficult. Um, what do you think about Tyra versus grandma? Yeah, I think that it, it is Tyra by a mile. I think she, you're hundred percent right that she has this, this incredible arc and growth. Uh, I'll, I'll get into how I feel about her, her at the very end, uh, leaving our boy Landry high and dry. That was, that was dirty. I mean, that was, that was a, a really tough pill to swallow after this incredible story. I mean, look, yeah, you know, we, we're going to talk about season two at some point, but Tyra was such a, you, you, you kind of started out. She was a cliche started out. She was not a likable character and somebody you really didn't think twice about to one of the key pieces in the, you know, season three and four. And she, she had a great, a great story arc. Uh, Grandma Saracen was, was there for Matt, but ultimately held him back in a lot of ways. So I would, I would say that, that uh, it's Tyra here. Yeah. That wasn't cool of grandma saying that she didn't want Matt to leave. Um, that was very selfish. Uh, yeah. Well, like I'll throw this out for Tyra. If I were a rising star that had shockingly gotten into Texas, even though I didn't have the grades to get into Texas. And by the way, why would you go to Texas? I don't know. That's, that's a question for somebody else. Um, I would probably try to distance myself from a murderer as well. <laughs> and let's get into that. Um, uh, our seven seed, Lila Garrity versus our 10 seed, Landry Clark. Um, the biggest strike against Landry because also has a very great arc and also is for the most part in the right in a lot of situations in the show. But during the writer's strike of season two, when they didn't really know what they were doing, they had him murder somebody. Um, and that was not good writing. That was not good for the character. It was not really in character. Um, much, much maligned by critics and viewers alike. It's why season two is sometimes said, let's skip it. Um, but but on top of all of that, which I know you want your piece to talk about it, um, I do think Landry overall was a better character than Lila, had a little bit more of an arc, and um, was more involved in the show in the latter seasons. I, I agree. I think I actually don't think this matchup is that close, which is surprising. I think Landry, look, you, you're right. He, he is a murderer. However, he, he did it eh, kind of out of self-defense, or at least that's what he's able to prove. Uh, but he does it because he loves Tyra. I mean, he, he does it. He's driven to that because of his love. Again, it was a terrible plot point decision by the writers. Um, it was completely out of character. And the fact that they don't bring it up at all afterwards shows clearly that they they realized that they made a mistake and just kind of brushed it under the rug and never talked about it again what, uh, like what, me, why did what why did he have to die why couldn't he just like been really hurt and in the hospital and like hit in the head and he doesn't remember who hit him like why did they have to go that far the dumping the body they, in a creek i know and and that was the thing that that he didn't get you're telling me that they didn't get in trouble at all for leaving the scene of a crime with the body, dumping it in a river, and then not telling anybody until, uh, you know, until they, they can figure out that, that they, they uh, you know, that his dad is the one that basically makes the connection. Uh, it, it was just a terrible decision. But at the same time, he had, he had incredible growth. He was there, uh, such a support system for both, uh, for Matt and for uh, Julie even. 
And I love the interaction between him and Coach Taylor. Uh, obviously, you know, we, I, if, if he goes on further, we might have to change his name to Lance. That's what Coach Taylor calls him. Mm, uh, yes. And Lila, Lila was just, she was just kind of there. And, you know, she, she makes some very questionable decisions with uh, cheating on Jason Street with Tim Riggins um, after, after Jason's accident. That's, that's a huge strike against her in my book. And then uh, she's, she, she is saved. And that whole plot point <laughs> of the Christian radio station, but then not really abiding by what she's preaching is, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's just a little fake. Um, I, I, I appreciate the, the character. And like I said, she, she is a very much uh, of a character you would see at a small town uh, high school in, in Texas. But ultimately, Landry, hey, guy got into Rice, just a great, great university. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I would love a follow-up series on him and his band, Crucifictorious. Uh, they, they made it. They made it as far as they could at the, at the end, which was great. So I would I would give the the nod to Lance, to Lance Landry. Also, uh, one of the surprising runs by an actor after this show. He's now like a pretty known name. He's been in some great great TV shows like Breaking Bad and uh, season two of Fargo, um, and he's also now starring in movies. Like he's uh, he's kind of a great actor, um, and this was his start. Um, so yeah, definitely deserving to be in our lead eight. All right, our last Sweet Sixteen matchup. Eight seed Buddy Garrity versus nine seed Jason Street, uh, both quarterbacks in their day. One can walk, one can't now. Um, <laughs> that was blunt, but you know, it's true. Um, <laughs> that was uh, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we think about Buddy versus Jason? Uh, yeah, look, this is a this is a tough matchup. Uh, Jason Jason's uh, s- strong early seasons, you know, could maybe carry him, but Buddy. Buddy's always there. He is he is a friend to to Coach Taylor, and their their interactions were great. Him showing up, you know, on his doorstep all the time with with crazy things. He gets by the way, he gets Coach Taylor to come back after he leaves for TMU. So you know, for the the, the story, he's pretty critical getting getting uh, Coach Taylor back at the at the helm, uh, replacing the coach uh, that was a disaster in, in West Dillon. So I would probably lean toward Buddy Garrity here. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Yeah. You know, that's the direction I was leaning. Um, obviously what happens to Jason in the pilot episode is what launches this TV show and launches all of the main plot points, um, with coach having to struggle to coach up the backup quarterback with the whole Saracen family, trying to figure that out with Tim Riggins having to step up into a leadership role. I mean, all of the main characters are affected by what happens to Jason. Um, but after that, like you're just focusing on his struggle and it's kind of just this like side quest. If this were a video game of some sorts where it's Jason trying to figure out how to get on with his life, he's more of a mascot now for the team. Um, whereas buddy is kind of the driving force behind, you know, like you said, getting coach to come back and then the fight against the McCoys in season three. And then he's kind of leading the charge to, get the lions in season four and season five to be relevant and get funding so that they can have better facilities and uniforms. Um, he is the driving force behind a lot of things. Whereas Jason, very important at the beginning and obviously was, was one of the main characters because we followed his story outside of the team. Um, but ultimately to the main plot points of the show after the very beginning, it's buddy. 
Um, and so I think I the think riders, I think we, we talked about this, but the riders had a, had a great plan for buddy after, you know, after his fall from grace and Jason, I feel like they, the riders got to this point where they just didn't know what to do with, with Jason we're in Mexico. Anymore. We're getting yeah. <laughs> injections from a shark. Like, uh, yeah, there's some strange stuff. Okay. Let's get to our elite eight. Um, I believe we only have one upset. That is uh, Landry over Lila, our 10 seed. So we have our number one overall seed, Mrs. Coach, versus our eight seed, Buddy Garrity. We have our two seed, Coach Taylor, versus our 10 seed, Landry Clark. Our three seed, Tim Riggins, versus our six seed, Tyra Collette. And our four seed, Matt Saracen, versus our five seed, Vince Howard. So out of everyone that is left, there's only one character that appeared in two seasons. Everyone else appeared at least briefly in all five seasons. Um, will that ultimately be what hurts Vince Howard? I'm not sure. Let's first get to our number one overall seed, Mrs. Coach versus our eight seed, Buddy Garrity. They clashed many times on the show, especially early on on Education versus Coach on the whole scoreboard um, fiasco. Um, ultimately, they they work well together, I think, in the end. Um, but I don't think this is the time to dive deep on how important Mrs. Coach is to the show yet because um, this is one of those Elite Eight matchups where the number one seed is just just really overpowering. It's a this is a, a middle tier big five or you know an FBS school. This is like um this is like Duke playing um I'm trying to think of a like a Pac twelve school like like Oregon that's like yeah. sometimes sometimes good at basketball, but sometimes not that great, and Duke is always good. Um and this is uh I don't think it was ever really that close, but it wasn't it wasn't a huge blowout until late in the game. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's particularly close. You know, Tammy's going to have have tougher matchups later uh, as we look, you know, to the you know, final four and and potentially longer. But uh, Buddy, look, Buddy had a had a great run. He had a uh, very interesting character arc. You know, from this disgraced dad uh, comes back to lead the Lions. But you can also, on the flip side, question his loyalty. I mean, the guy was a Panther, and he he left the Panthers, you know, uh, understandably so. Joe McCoy was a terror, but uh, I, I that you could you could hold that over him, and his loyalty was as was was in question with his marriage and uh, his football. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, he made he made a lot more bad decisions than Mrs. Coach. I can only think of a couple of small things for the most part she was kind of the rock of the show um which was really a great thing about this show honestly was that it had some strong female characters julie taylor was not one of them but they there were a lot of female characters that um were strong and sometimes more of a moral compass than than the men in the show and and that's pretty rare at least in this time frame it's gotten better um in the last few years in television and in film um, but this is one of the shows I feel like they kind of pioneered that a little bit. Um, two seed Coach Taylor versus ten seed Landry Clark. Um, Lance's run was a good run. I do think he is one of the more well-rounded characters, and and probably I think there's a chance that he beats a few people in the Elite Eight if he has a different matchup. I could see I could see Lance beating Buddy. I could see him with a really interesting matchup with the girl that dumped him, Tyra. Um, and then both quarterbacks, that would be an interesting conversation. But I don't think he can beat Coach Taylor. What do you think? No, I, I think that if he were up against Matt Saracen, that would be a great matchup and a really interesting conversation. Uh, look, Landry had that 
look, he, he kicked the field goal to beat Wes Dillon. I mean, how, what, what a moment, what a moment. And that, that ends his college career, his high school career. So, you know, you can't go, you can't after murdering somebody to go out like that, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to Landry and a great run, but uh, no coach Taylor, coach Taylor moves on here. I mean, you've got the highest of highs where you're kicking a game winning field goal against your rival. Um, you're hooking up with the love of your life, Tyra, to the lowest of lows where you are murdering someone, um, the lowest of lows to where you try to hook up with your bassist in your band and turns out she's a lesbian. Um, yeah. There were definitely some lows for Landry, um, definitely some of his um, conversations with Grandma Saracen. You just felt bad for him. Um, he was a great character, but he was not one of the best characters on this show. Um Top five, top six, yes. Not final four worthy, in my opinion. Um, Tim Riggins, our three seed, versus Tyra Collette, our six seed. Um, they started off with a relationship in the show. Um, they they dance in the last season, and they obviously have a relationship at the end of this, whether it seems like she's going in a different direction than him as he's building on his land and she's wanting to finish college and move away from Dylan. Um, but there's love there throughout this show. Um, on and off for sure and going in different directions. But uh, this was definitely one of the the pillars at the start of this show and, and towards the end, seeing them come back together was great. I know you have some thoughts on Tyra and I want to hear them. I think that, that Tyra is, um, that relationship is really a special one, but I, I, I also loved her relationship with Landry, uh, again, aside from the season two, but she really develops, you can see her really, develop feelings and love for Landry. So which is it? Is she in love with Landry or is she in love with Tim or, and clearly by the end where we see that she's in love with Tim, which calls into question everything with Landry, in my opinion. And the fact that one of the last scenes that we see Landry is him waiting on the side of the road where Tyrus said that he would, that, that she would meet him. That's just, that's just harsh. I mean, you can't, you can't give me a scene where they're, she's explaining to him that they need to break up, that, that they're going in different directions. I'm fine with that. But to end, end their relationship like that and then pick back up on Tim and, and, and her, hers, uh, that doesn't sit right to me. So to me, it's Tim Riggins. He is, he is such a, a loyal guy, probably one of the most loyal guys in the entire show, obviously, going to jail for his, for his brother. Um, but the, the, you know, it's Tyra, Tyra has a great growth and development except for, except for the end, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's, it's Tim. Tim is, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about him in the final four, but he really, really look, he has his low points and he has his mistakes for sure. But like you said, loyalty towards the, the last three seasons in this show, he just continuously makes the right decision to be a good person, even if it's not the right decision for him personally. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, four seed, Matt Saracen versus five seed, Vince Howard. Probably the most difficult matchup of the Elite Eight, I think. Uh, the battle of the starting quarterbacks, Matt Saracen was the starting quarterback basically for all of the first three seasons, except for when the little jerk J.D. McCoy took over and threw a temper tantrum in the championship, and then Matt led the furious comeback that they ended up, spoiler alert, still not winning. Um... 
And then Vince Howard, who was a champion. They both are championship quarterbacks, which is rare in Texas. Um, it's uh, it's very rare. Uh, very difficult to win a championship in Texas. You've got mostly four full seasons with a little bit of season five with Saracen. You've got only two seasons with Vince. Is that what holds Vince back, or is Vince's character that strong? I think that it, you've got a lot to look at here in this matchup. You've got who's the better quarterback, which obviously is Vince Howard. Vince Howard is yeah. you know, gifted athletically, without a, without a doubt. But, but you know, Matt Saracen is the is the again the lovable backup who comes in and leads his team to a state championship. I mean, that's that. There's a lot to be said about that. Um, look, the the character arc of Matt Saracen is a really interesting one because you see some really low lows that are really powerful. I mean, the scene, any of the scenes where he's talking about his father or any of the scenes with Coach Taylor, for example, he, he really, he shines in those moments, but there are a large po- portion of the, of, the, of the series where he kind of just flies under the radar and, and doesn't really make an impact. Vince makes a huge impact on the last two seasons Almost every single episode, he is bringing again, and this this may be just because Michael B. Jordan is such a great actor, but he's in every every scene. Vince is the focal point, and is somebody that you are are really looking at at what happens with Vince Howard. So I would probably lean to giving giving it to Vince just because he was such a strong character in the last two seasons, um, and the the storyline with his mother. Him, him helping her get into rehab and overcoming his, you know, being, being a gangbanger and rising to the level that he was meant to be, I think is a really powerful, powerful arc. You know, both of these characters had to do a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes, not in football. I mean, talk about Saracen and having to balance paying the mortgage by working at the Alamo freeze while also taking care of his grandmother, which was extremely difficult to do while going to school and suddenly being thrown in and being the starting quarterback. Um, Vince, on the other hand, you know, is balancing not going to jail and trying to rebuild his character. Um, also trying to keep his mom out of doing drugs and sending her to rehab and then having to butt heads with his dad and then ultimately take on his dad, but then, uh, you know, having to fight with coach versus dad on the whole recruiting side of things. There is a lot going on for both of these characters behind the scenes. I think the ultimate reason Vince needs to advance here is because Vince did not date Julie Taylor. (laughs) And did not propose to Julie Taylor at 19 years old when Julie is 18 in front of the Alamo freeze. Come on, Maddie. Come on. Also, how are you proposing to Julie Taylor without getting permission from coach? What are you doing? And then, like, I just have to judge you on your judgment if you feel like you should spend the rest of your life with Julie Taylor. You are way better than that, Matt. And I'm sorry. that That's the nail in the coffin for you in this bracket. Um, ultimately, Vince makes some poor decisions, too. But like you said, probably naturally a better leader, definitely a better quarterback, Obviously had to do some stuff behind the scenes too. And um, he makes some good decisions towards the end. Like he's honest with Luke about them using Luke to recruit him. Mm -hmm. Even though coach was like, hey, keep that from him. Like 
he's like, I, uh, as a good teammate, I'm going to let Luke know. Like, I want to be honest with them. And maybe that wasn't the brightest thing to do, but he wanted to be honest and be the right, you know, do the right thing. So um, really interesting final four. I think this is, this is a good place to end in. We've got our top three seeds and then our five seeds. So Mrs. Coach versus Vince Howard and Coach Taylor versus Tim Riggins. Um, we've already talked for almost an hour. Um, we've talked in depth about almost all of these characters except for really Mrs. Coach and Coach Taylor. So we've got our one seed Mrs. Coach versus our five seed Vince Howard. Um, I think this is our moment to kind of just dive deep on the importance she was to the show, the rock that she was, and balancing out Coach Taylor and helping him through really tough times. She almost always was right. She let, even though this probably shouldn't have happened, she let Coach go chase his college dream um, maybe should have gone with him um, since they were having a kid and that would have been easier on the marriage but wouldn't have made sense for the show. Um, but, you know, in the end, she almost always made the right decision and she was always the rock. She helped so many people. She helped her daughter. She helped Tyra through tough times. She helped Lila through tough times. She helped Becky. Um, I, I think it's hard to argue against her um, versus anyone on this show, but certainly against Vince, who only was in two seasons, and Mrs. Coach throughout the show was one of the one of the rocks. Yeah, she was she she was such a strong character. I think that for sure she moves on against Vince now, against Co Coach or Tim. You know, whoever advances from the other side, I think it's going to be a, a real challenge. I, I do want to just nitpick a few points, though. She she does decide to stay in Dylan being a guidance counselor instead of moving, moving with her husband, which was a curious decision for the family as she was somebody that, that helped keep the family together. Um, but more often than, than not, you're right. She, she made the right decision. The amount of people that she helped, obviously Tyra was, you know, key among them. I would, I would say over her own daughter, even, I mean, there was, there was more development and more, uh, depth, which uh, could you hold that against her as a mother? Maybe, but that's, um, you know, that was a, she was just a dynamic character. She was a, a great female lead, carried the show in a lot of different ways. The end was all about her and she was just outstanding. And I thought at the end of, of season five with moving, you know, spoiler alert, moving the family to Philadelphia to pursue her dream. But uh, Vince, Vince was such it was a strong character for two seasons. Tammy ultimately strong for five. And fun fact, um, she's the only character I believe that was in the Friday Night Lights movie and carried into the TV show. She was also the wife um, in the movie. So um, yeah, I mean, look, there's so many times that she prevailed with common sense. Um, she's the champion of education through the entire show um, when more people are focused on football. Um, she's definitely in the right more, more than she's in the wrong. And look, Vince, excellent character, great acting by Michael B. Jordan. Um, but ultimately, I don't think you can be in the championship of this show when you only show up in season four and season five, which if he had a longer arc and started in season one and was there throughout, this would probably be a conversation, but I don't think how Tammy Taylor can not be in the championship from this matchup. And just if in the, general, if the show no matter who gone she was one, 
if the show would have gone one more season with Vince and he had it as strong of a season, is this a closer matchup or is it something to consider putting him in? Yeah, I think it's a closer matchup. I still think it's just going to be really hard to beat Mrs. Coach against any character in this bracket. And we'll find out in the championship. Um, will it be her husband or will it be the troubled Tim Riggins? Um, this one's really, really, really difficult. And it should be. It's the final four matchup. Um, our two seed versus our three seed. Um, Coach Taylor, great acting um, by Kyle Chandler. Um, one of my favorite actors probably in a tv show especially in a dramatic tv show i think the relationship between coach and mrs coach is about as real as a relationship gets on television um the thing is is that tim has probably more of an arc you could argue that there's an arc for coach because at the end of season one he chases his college dream and is kind of upset that his wife is staying behind and at the end of the show his wife wants to chase her dream and he drops everything and he he realizes it's her turn and he follows her. Um, so there's an arc there and he is morally right most of the time throughout the show and definitely helps out, like Mrs. Coach does, a lot of his players. Um, helps Smash get into college, helps Jason find his way, always is a mentor for him. Um, obviously helps Vince and Matt Saracen a ton. Was for the most part there for Tim Riggins, although there is the time where Tim saves Julie at a party with Julie being pulling a Julie and being an idiot. Um, and Tim basically saves her from possibly getting raped, um, takes her home, and then Coach just makes wild accusations, just assumes the worst of him, and is definitely in the wrong in that situation. So if you're talking one-on-one -on -one interactions between Coach and Tim, um, there's still probably more moments where Coach was more in the right because Tim's showing up drunk to practice and stuff in the first two seasons. Um, but definitely that one sticks out in my memory of when Coach just assumed the worst about Tim and Tim was doing the right thing, which he did a lot in the last few seasons. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is this is a, one of the most difficult matchups because it's two of my favorite characters on the show. Um, they both really embody uh, the type of people that you – you see in, in high school, high school football in the state of Texas, coach has some fantastic speeches. I mean, I'm thinking about the one right before Thanksgiving with the, the deal with the, uh, uh, the lions. I mean, he's got some just great motivational there. There's a joke. I think when he goes over to East Dillon, you know, one of the guys like this, this guy can speak. Uh, you know, he, he, he is, he is that quintessential coach that you, that you love and that fires you up. Um, Tim, you know, Tim has, has got, got a, a huge roller coaster where, you know, I think when we see him at the very beginning, we think he's, you know, we, we think we, we got him figured out, you know, he's, he's a, he's a guy who just, you know, is going to coast through college or co coast through high school, drink a lot, uh, sleep with a lot of people and, uh, and then right off into the sunset. And I think he's, he's got so much more depth to him. Um, I think you're right that the coaches coaches arc is not as uh, pronounced and you know he, he does make some questionable decisions obviously it doesn't land him in prison like Tim but um, I think that the importance of coach to the show is probably more than than Tim I think that to you're you're hundred percent right and in, in, you know we can talk about this later but the relationship between Coach Taylor, 
and 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 Mrs. Coach was as real as it gets. And that was just such a special part of the show that for that reason, in my opinion, that should lead to the two of them meeting in the championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look at it at a from a, a macro lens of characters and their effect on other characters, Mrs. Coach and Coach are by far the ones that have the effect on the most people. Tim has a pretty great effect on Tyra. Um, he has, you know, he definitely takes Matt Saracen under his wing and and helps him, um, and then his brother and and their family. But I mean, Coach touches almost every single person that we've talked about. You know, he tries to help even if you go as far down the line of he definitely helps Buddy Garrity through some tough times. Um, Jason Street, Billy Riggins, Coach Mack when he's going through the racist times and going through his heart attack and stroke. And even when like Coach Mack is taking over the Dillon Panthers and he's getting pushed to East Dillon um, and with the young offensive coordinator, like he still like took it all as a pro. I mean, he literally walked across the street after getting kicked out of the game, taking shots, watching his job basically being taken away from him in season three. Um, great relationship with Grandma Saracen. I mean, you, you just go down the line and like nine out of 10 people in the show he touched. And the same could probably be said of Mrs. Coach. And that's why that's our championship. I think we ultimately knew this is what it was coming down to. It's the one seed versus the two seed. Um, Tim Riggins is close as you can get out of any of my bracketologists ever without being in the championship, probably. Um, you could argue maybe some of my movie trilogies won, like Indiana Jones. Maybe that should have been in the championship, but that's a, that's... That's for another podcast. You should listen to that one. Um, Mrs. Coach versus Tim Riggins, Coach. Tim Riggins loses at the buzzer. That that that's what it is. Tim Riggins, Tim Riggins loses at the buzzer. Yeah. Um, it's uh yeah it's Villanova over UNC in the championship for sure. I mean that's that's what we saw there. It was not Villanova versus Oklahoma, which was not a close matchup. That was <laughs> that was that was Mrs. Coach versus Jess. Um, okay, Mrs. Coach versus Coach Taylor. Um, Look, we've talked a lot about both of these characters. Um, I'm not sure if it comes down to personal preference or if you think one sticks out more than the other. They're both pretty cl close to equally as important to the show. Obviously, it can't be a show without a football coach because this is a football show, but I don't think that should be the determining factor. What do you think should be? Well, you can also ask, is this show really about football? Is it central theme football or is it family? Or is it the, the dynamic between a husband and wife that ultimately leads to you know, a wife following, you know, I believe that, that she has a, such a powerful scene at the end of saying, you know, 16 years that, that, you know, that she's followed him. And he was pretty reluctant, I would say. You know, we talked about obviously him dropping everything to move the family, but it, it was a struggle. And, and it was only after he really realized that, you know, there, there wasn't that much of loyalty to him, you know, from, from the Dillon Panthers, obviously uh, dismissing him and then bringing him back. So, you know, I think that that's, to me, that's in the back of my mind is, is, is it, is it more noble for Tammy to, you know, follow her dream and to, to, to do that? Or was it more noble of coach to, to sacrifice his dream? Of, of moving on to bigger and better things. Obviously he turns down Shane State, going to be a college you know, head coach in Florida, even though Tammy seemed pretty excited about that. So that was an interesting 
an interesting plot point as well. I, I think that the heart of the show, at the heart of the show is Tammy Taylor. She is the heart of the show. She is the person that is uh, always, you know, it, it mostly in the right and has some, you know, some questionable decisions, but you're right. The common sense, I go back to common sense, common sense that she portrays is refreshing and is something that I, I think ultimately gives her a slight edge over her husband and her arc and her, her roller coaster, I think is, uh, is more pronounced than coach who was an excellent coach. But at the end of the day, a little, a little one dimensional and being just a coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, he helped a lot of his players that were in tough times. I mean, he was basically a guidance counselor for his players, helping Matt Saracen and running cold shower on him to snap him out of it and stuff like that. Um, I, I think it, it ultimately comes down to that his defining characteristic was that he was able to do more with less as a coach. Um, he was a great person. 95% of the time was making the right decision. I think Mrs. Coach was making the right decision 99% of the time. And like you said, sacrificed for a long time for coach and it comes back around in the end. And the ultimate realization at the end of the show was Mrs. Coach has been such a great person and such a rock for that family for so long that it was her turn. And I think you're right. I think she is the heart of the show. Um, I think it's very, very close, but um, I think Mrs. Coach wins the Friday Night Lights characters bracket. And uh, it scares me a little bit that we had very, very little disagreement. But um, a lot of this was pretty, I don't know about cut and dry, but if you're talking like morally speaking and when you're thinking of like the arcs of these characters and stuff, a lot of these are pretty clear cut victories until we got down to like the final six or seven. You had a lot of really strong characters in this show, but I think that you ultimately had, you know, the four that we, we chose were, were the top, were the top actors, were the top characters. And that's, that's kind of how I, I looked at it. You know, we could, I agree. I thought we were going to have a little more disagreements, you know, being a, a, a Longhorn and a Sooner, but uh, I'm, I'm happy that we got to the point of, of uh, Tammy Taylor. She deserves it. Connie Britton, congratulations. If you want to uh, give Ben or I a call, we'll, we'll give you your award and uh, mm -hmm. um, congrats to you. I, I don't appreciate how they represented Oklahoma Tech, which they definitely were trying to pretend because of the color scheme was Oklahoma and how dirty their recruiting was. Um, I, I did not appreciate that one bit. Um, I would assume that the best football players um, on these teams would have ended up in Oklahoma because that's just the way it goes nowadays. Um, look, this is an excellent show. There are very, very few shows that have more of a dramatic aspect than a comedic aspect that I rewatch in its entirety. And both Scott and I rewatched this show over the past six months um, from start to finish. And it is totally worth your time. If you haven't seen it yet, can't recommend it enough. If you love the podcast, hopefully, or even just like it a little bit, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, it is at bracketologist underscore. Scott, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, even during COVID times out there in California. Stay safe. Keep your family healthy and uh, appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Ben. All right. Until next time.